with God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Woo! I don't know about y'all, but I'm happy, but I feel like fighting. <laughs> I'm happy, but I feel like fighting. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ready? Y'all need to deploy them weapons. This is intercessory prayer. This is not for the faint of heart. This ain't the place if you want to play Christ. It's not a game. See, you act different when you know you got power. And they say, money corrupts people. No, it just presents your character. It just shows you who you really are. But y'all are supposed to be Christ. When the world going to see who we really are? Hmm? I'm short, but I'm ready. Your life should be changed today. You should hear something that's going to change your life today and then a change, in essence, change people that are around you. So you need to be an example. Example means that you strike a blow so hard that it changes. It make an imprint because you're living right, because you're loving right. To make an example. That's what it is. It means to strike and listen, it strike with an with a impact. It leaves an imprint. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, do you hear me? Your life should leave an imprint on the people that come into your presence. Because you know the king. My goodness. All right. All right. Hey Tasha, how you doing? You with us? Welcome to Walker Ministries. Welcome. Right, we're supposed to be the body of Christ. You should come here and feel at home. Yes, amen. Amen? Yes. amen? You let me know if you don't. I'm going to find out who the assailant is. All right, man. She, may, she, this might, she may never come back here ever again. She, you don't know what God has for her today in here. I just want you to receive. First, receive his love. So why don't we let his love be loosed in here? See, it got to be loosed. It's loose in heaven. It should be loosed here. Let God love be loosed in here in the hearts of the people. Man, I told y'all, I feel good, but I'm ready to fight. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ready? Y'all supposed to be ready to fight too. But our fight is not with flesh and blood. Our fight is not with flesh and blood. This might be the most important message y'all hear in your life. See, we come to intercessory prayer. This is not a typical service. So you can't have the typical mindset as a believer. My mindset is that I have an advantage over the enemy. And any area that, he, that you're ignorant in, in your life. He can have an advantage over you. So it would behoove you to be highly intelligent in the rules of engagement tonight. This is how the enemy defeats us. 
I'm going to jump ahead just a minute, but I'm going to need you. We've been talking about the, the mind, and we've been talking about the heart and, 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 and all these types of things and relationships, right? Yeah. And, and we left off on uh, Sunday where I talked about that. We even talked about uh, having that sound mind uh, uh, or mindset. But tonight I'm going to have to have you, you're going to need to put on this mindset, a resilient mind. It's not the topic. But the topic of it, it is tonight in Intercept Prayer is fight back this time. Okay. All right. I'm going to need y'all to fight back this time. The problem is you don't know how to fight. You don't know. Okay. Resilient. Able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions this is a teaching ministry you're going to learn in here jesus said come and learn of me that should be your mindset when you come here not to play church you're the church this is intercessory prayer see you know what see this is the thing you mm, we play too much when it comes to the things of god we don't take them serious Especially with spiritual warfare. Told you, a lot of us have victory in the heavenlies. But when it comes to this realm of your mind, we lose that battlefield. And everything, your whole condition, everything you have, what you don't have, the people around you, it's because how you think. I can get you to change how you think. So y'all got that thought of resilient mind? Do you need it again? Resilient means this. Able, able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Resilient. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, they take their time, you know. Everybody's at different levels. And, and that was one of the things that I, I had with the men when uh, a weak-minded man. That you're, you're no help to the woman. Mm -mm. God didn't design you like that. God didn't design you like that, men. God did not design you like that. Able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. That's plural. All right. That's right. Quick. Waste time. We don't have a lot of time. The enemy know his time is short. But you keep thinking you got all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Woo, this fight is not physical. This is not a physical fight. I've told you that from the beginning, right? Yes. All right. The message of Christ was never about violence. Because violence is not solved with violence. But the Bible says that evil is overcome with good. Huh. All right. 
Now with the beginning, or in the beginning, it teaches us and trains us to be spiritually violent men. I don't think so. Go to Matthew 11. I tell you, I'm sure we don't read that fight tonight. <laughs> but I'm going to show y'all what we got to fight, though. All right? Go to Matthew 11, amplified. Matthew 11 and 12. So y'all don't think pastors up here teaching heresy. Okay? Amen. That was right. You ready? Matthew chapter 11 at verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. Mm. And violent men seize it by oh, force. Hold on, hold on. Didn't it? No. It said peaceful men. It said what type of men? So yeah, yeah. So and y'all, yeah, say violent men. We violent men. I thought we were love, peace loving people. See, now you got to get understanding. Now read it again. Let's take it in context. Read it from the beginning. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time. Okay, the the word of God just told you that this thing is continuing. From the days of John the Baptist to this present. Time. I mean, it's the same thing they read in the 1500, the 1600, the 1700, the 1900 to today. Okay? The word is eternal. And from the days of John the Baptist. Go ahead. Until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault. Where is the kingdom of God at? Is in you. Okay. Okay. We established that, right? Go ahead. And violent men seize it Ooh. by force. Violent men. Do I got some violent men in here? That's mankind. Do, do I have some? Because I am. I'm with you. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Go ahead, minister. Violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom mm. is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Oh, oh this is an easy walk, huh? This is an easy walk, right? Yeah, it is. It's easy. It is easy. All right, hold on. Let me make sure we walk through this thing. Take, I need a little extra time today because we got to walk through this thing. Go back to that violent man. So they need to hear this, right? Go back to that violent man. Violent men seize it by force mm. as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Mm. Mm. John launched a violent overthrow of the kingdom. This means at least three things. 
He stirred people to storm and rush into the kingdom. Just as an army storms or rush into a city. In covering, in, in covering the beginning of John's ministry, Luke said this. The kingdom of God is preached and every man presses into it. A person must storm the kingdom to enter it. No, we we just going to excuse me. Excuse me. I'm talking to the demon. Excuse me. A person must storm the kingdom to enter into it. We must have the spirit of a soldier who storms a city. That's 2 Timothy 3 and 4. We ain't got time to go there today. He cannot be half-hearted, lacking spiritual or spirit of energy. He can't have that. I, I heard this, he was talking about a man that lacked lazy spirit. So y'all got to understand something. We don't just throw a coin up and you're just going to say something because you don't know what I'm going to say. But the Holy Spirit knows. He cannot be half-hearted, lacking spirit of energy. He cannot be complacent. Indulgent and at ease. He cannot be complacent. Okay. He cannot expect just to slip into heaven like a lot of people think so. He said the righteous scarcely get in. There has to be a real interest and desire. A vigorous stirring and struggle, a diligent seeking after God to enter into heaven. Mm -mm, Y'all been, you've been this, mm -mm, it's just gonna be good. A person who really wishes to enter into heaven will storm it. This is what, see, we've been reading about the violent, but we have no understanding. What is he talking about? Violent men. A person who really wishes to enter heaven. Well, storm it. You're not going to just walk, okay, I guess I'm going to get to heaven one day. Because first of all, when we're here on earth, we don't even think about our home. You're too busy thinking about your situation, what you have, what you don't have, how somebody treated you, somebody forgot you, you've been abandoned. All We're thinking about those things. So there's no room in your mindset for heaven. Because if it was, you'd be trying to rush in there. Paul said, I want to leave now. But for your sake, I, got to, I ain't finished writing my epistles. Can't leave yet. Mm, mm, mm. Ah, a person really wishes he will go full force. That is, he will endure anything to enter into heaven. Now, some of y'all don't want to get in there bad enough. No, a person will endure anything to get in. Let down the whole life. Not a part, not a partial, but the whole life. He will deny himself and change his behavior. He will turn from sin to God. Repent. 
he will subject his desires to God, to God's will. And will alter his mind in order to enter into heaven. See, our mindset is wrong. Our mindset is wrong about what you're doing here tonight. Or wherever you go to church. Your, your mindset got to be right. God wants warriors. That's why he said soldier. He's saying people who are warriors, people who are fighters, people who are not just, you know, taking a beating and healing just to get beat again. Mm -mm -mm, but that's what's happening. God wants to build within us a warrior spirit. Remember, your, your fight is not with flesh and blood. Y'all following? He wants to build a warrior spirit, a fighting mindset. Y'all hear me? That's what he wants to build, a fighting mindset. Okay, I'm going to give you scripture, don't worry. Y'all know the old saying, it's never the size of the dog in the fight. That determines the victory. But it's the size of the fight that's in the dog. Uh-oh. All right. We're going to keep. We're going to try it. We'll try it one more time. All right. Y'all got that. Y'all know that old saying is true, though. Yeah. See, it was just like me. I, I've always been small, and I, and I played football with the big boys. But it wasn't, and I told them, it, it wasn't the fact that uh, my size, I didn't let that limit my thinking. Because I hit you, I would, might have been 115 pounds, but I hit you like I weighed 260. Because it was my heart. That's how I played. I played with my mentality. I didn't play with my physical. I played with my mindset. So when I come to the kingdom, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to need some of y'all to do that too. It's never, okay. So how about this one? Let's bring it down to earth for you. It's not the size of your problem that determines the victory or how easy it is to achieve it. It's the size of the fight inside of you. What is the size of the victory that's in you? See, if you don't know this, this is how the enemy gets you and you're depressed tomorrow morning. Oh, man, I, I want to sound aggressive tonight because I don't like the enemy and I don't like what he does to y'all. And I just want you to see him for what he is. But you can't use your feelings. Hmm. See, he uses the, our feelings against how we go against each other. Ain't nobody mad at the devil. Y'all mad at each other. Y'all be mad at people. You ain't mad at the enemy. Yep, but that's how we do. That's why husbands and wives can do what they do. Feel what they feel. Act like they act. 
Okay. Okay. You're supposed to be the foundation of the nation, the family. Mm. Okay. What you do in your home affects the whole community, affects the world. I just need to know, will somebody fight back? See, everybody here should have said that in one voice. I will fight. See, if you can't say it, it's not a reality to you. Mm-mm-mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, go, go to Esther. Go to Esther. Eight. Esther. Esther, this, this whole thing, man, is, is just beautiful. When you understand it spiritually, you got the Holy Ghost. Okay. Go to Esther chapter 8. Read um, 3 through 5. Ready? Amplified. Esther chapter 8 and verse 3. And Esther spoke yet again to the king and fell down at his feet and besought him with tears to avert the evil plot of Haman the Agagite, and his scheme that he had devised against the Jews. Mm -hmm. Then the king held out to Esther the golden scepter. So Esther arose and stood before the king. And she said, If it pleases the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and the thing seems right before the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in all the king's provinces. All right. My goodness. So this letter describes will, that they're talking about. It will give the Jews a fighting chance. I'm just going to kind of surmise the a whole story, but, but some of y'all uh, might know the story of Esther, right? You should. You've been reading your word. <laughs> All right. Most of y'all know the story of Esther, right? All right. Um, she has an enemy in the palace, and his name is called what? Haman. Now, check this out. Haman had access to the palace, even though he didn't live there. He still had access and entrance. The enemy might not live in you, but he still has access. See, y'all get, oh, make this story going to come alive for you. Hold on. So, the enemy might not live in you, but he still has access. Sometimes, through generational curses. Mm -hmm. That's why I asked you, how many of y'all been playing with Ouija boards? Excuse me, spirit boards. That's what the Christian call them now. Spirit boards. Yes. Spirit cards. They tarot cards. Yeah, Christians. Believers. All right. Just let y'all know what's going on. See, I got eyes got to be open. Now listen to this. I said... But he still got access to generational curses or even other things on your bloodline. Man, do a clean sweep. Mama, tell me about 
uh, you know, Uncle Tom, uh, you know, or, or Joseph. I didn't know him, but I knew he was there. Th who knows about him? Is, what's on the bloodline? Let me find out some missing pieces. All right. Now listen to this. But once you know that, you're sure Jesus can cancel that access. Ain't that right? He can be canceled. So jump down here. So Esther would go and talk to the king and press in and fight a spiritual in the spiritual world. This is what she would do. Yeah, she was talking to the king. Okay, Y'all can get this. You get that, don't you? Okay. And then she would see things in the natural. Would start shifting. And in the natural, because she went and talked to the king. She went to the heavenlies. She went and talked with the king. And she would see things in the natural world start to change and shift. And in chapter 7, it says that there was a time when Haman was hanged. He suffered his punishment. The king, it says, the king's anger was pacified. Y'all don't believe it? That's what it says. Y'all? It do say that. That's Esther 7, 10. Going to save some time. It said that his anger was pacified. A pacified means appeased. It was appeased. It was calm. The enemy, Haman, was dead now. That kind of what happened. That, that's kind of what happened on the cross. God's anger was satisfied. When Jesus went to the cross. Yeah. Satan. The enemy. Was disarmed. When you say. His defeat was prophesied. In Genesis. Genesis 315. New King James. Let's go to the book. So Y'all know I ain't just saying that. His end, his, his first prophecy in the Bible, matter of fact, right here. Genesis chapter 3 at verse 15. And I will put enmity mm -hmm. between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Mm. Well, a woman doesn't have a seed, right? It says Jesus will be born of a seed, a seed of a woman. Meaning there was going to be no man's seed. She didn't have a seed of a man. She was going to have. <laughs> oh, see, see, we read this. How many times have you over and over again? Hold on. The seed of the woman, meaning there was going to be no seed of a man, but a seed of a woman, but no seed of a man. Y'all got it? Oh, that, look at Cindy, she would love this part. Look at it. I love it. I love it. 
It's going to be God's seed. On the cross, he crushed the head of the leader and disarmed him. This is the, the plot of Haman. Listen to this. The plot and the plan of Haman still remain after Haman was dead. Haman's plot and scheme was not yet canceled. Because if you know the story, you know, the king, what I've said, is said. What I've said is done. He can't even change what he said. So Haman's plot was to annihilate the Jews, correct? All right. That's right. So watch this. Now listen to this. I'm going to get here. Y'all going to love this thing. But he died. So Satan was defeated at the cross. Does not mean evil in the world is gone. He was defeated. We can say that the evil is still here in lieu of the last couple of weeks, including what happened today. So, but he was defeated at the cross. But evil is still here. Okay. Let me see here. So Satan defeat at Calvary doesn't remove sickness. Some of you are sick. It did remove the demons. It didn't move people to stop being abused, human trafficking, all the hurts of the world. As you can see, all of that still continues, right? Okay. So watch this. So Esther comes back to the king and she's. And she begins to employ and cry with tears, the Bible says. The first time she was doing it for the defeat of Haman. Now she's praying for this, that the king will empower the Jews, the Jewish people to fight back. This is her prayer now. To give them a written decree. Giving them the permission to defend themselves. Watch this. So Mordecai is no longer just an official. Okay? He is now second in command to the king. Where have you seen that before? With Joseph. Second unto Pharaoh, right? The king, the God. Now watch this. So. Mordecai is no longer an official. He's second in command in the palace. Listen, with Esther and the king. So you got Mordecai, you got Esther, and you got the king. And they write a decree. Even though the enemy is dead, but the plot is still active. So you got the king. missing it so you got the king 
So you got Esther, the church. And you got Mordecai. Holy Spirit. Y'all missing it. And these three are coming together to make a decree. Making it legal for them to fight now and defend themselves. Y'all missing the point. Oh, it's like right Esther's oh my god listen hold on <laughs> Woo, y'all like it I love it listen to this but the plot is still active giving these people listen giving these people who were victims yesterday to become warriors today and fight back against the plot that is still active You pray for this. I am what I am because my wife prayed for me. Told her I was never coming to church. See? I changed. I reconsidered my thoughts. Okay, I keep saying that one. Okay. You got God the Father. God the Father has a church. And it's called Esther. You look up Esther, it means shelter, too. So, whose assignment, along with the Holy Spirit, equip the, is there to equip the believers? Watch this. Now, listen to this. We've been equipped as believers who have Satan under their feet but the plot of Satan, the scheme of Satan, the weapons of Satan are still very active. Wouldn't you agree? That doesn't just mean that we confess that. We confess that. It has to be real in our lives. See, that's another problem. It's not real in your life. But the fight. to fight back against every scheme, every plot, every weapon, whether it comes in sickness, that's what we're supposed to do. We gotta fight back. Whatever scheme, whatever plot, whatever weapon, whether it comes as a sickness, a financial woe, Financial setback, however you want to call it. Or marital, you know, discourse. And our mental faculties, our family unit, whatever and however that plot comes, we are to decree, we have a decree. I need y'all to know that. We have a decree from heaven. See, you can tell you don't understand just what I just said. We have a decree from heaven. He showed us what Mordecai, he showed us what Esther, and he showed them that now you have the ability to fight. And what God does, he does forever. It's established. You have a decree from heaven. Mm -mm -mm. My God. What you going through? Watch this. Whatever plot the enemy has, 
a decree from heaven has already been established. We are supposed to be turned into warriors who stand on the victory of Jesus. But this victory doesn't end the evil. It empowers us to fight the schemes and the tricks and the weapons. Oh, he said, I've given you all power. Mm, mm, mm. I got five things, but I know I'm only going to get to two, maybe. <laughs> Just not going to happen. Five things that help us fight back. Okay? Let's go to one. Five things that help us fight back. Now, listen to this real close. Whatever is not removed, you are empowered to resist. Whatever is not removed, you are empowered to resist. Whatever God has not removed yet, that area, God has empowered you. Right now. Right now, in your situation, he's empowered you. Where you are right now. To overcome. Mm. Mm. T, the position you're in right now, he's empowered you to overcome. Whatever's not been renewed, you've been empowered to resist. That's for y'all fighting y'all flesh. Okay. Maybe instead of just praying, please remove this area. Please take this thing away. Maybe you should, your prayer should be, you know, a little different. God, I need to step in the fact that this is the area that I might need to revoke. Revolt. And resist. And stand against. And the decree has been released. The king is on your side. See, no, y'all missing it. Help me, Lord. Remove this thing from me. No, this is the time that you are to revoke it. Have a revolt against it. This is the time that you are to resist it. And stand Against it. No, remove it. Paul, my grace is sufficient. Three times I asked you. <laughs> Woo. Okay, here we go, teacher. I said the king is on your side. The church has been assigned to help you with this. And the Holy Spirit has been sent to aid you with this. So whatever has been left in your life, you have been empowered by heaven to resist. Y'all, teacher, they missing it. You, you follow me? Okay, hold on. I'm going to say that one more time. 
You got the church to help you. You got the Holy Spirit to help you. He's going to aid you with this. So whatever is left in your life, y'all born again self. Whatever is left in your life, you have been empowered by heaven to resist. So stop just asking God, why is this still happening? God, why are you allowing this to continue in my life? No. Heaven is asking you, why are you allowing this to continue in your life? Nobody get it? Okay. I think I need to say that again. No, they say go to the next one, Pastor. Go to the next one. So stop just asking God, why is this still happening? What you do. Why are you allowing this to continue in my life? What you do. No. Heaven is asking you, why are you allowing this to continue in your life? I have empowered you. Listen, I have empowered you, God says. Hello. No, God, heaven is asking you, why are you allowing it to stay in your life? I've given you all power. Okay, y'all, see, see, you keep hearing it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. See, you can't just be a hearer of the word. The word says you got to be a doer. I'll keep blaming God for everything. Okay, hold on. The decree has already been sent out. That thing that is still lingering. You have been given power and empowered to crush it by yourself with the power of the church and the spirit and the Holy Scriptures. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. We're not going to go there because I'm going to save some time. In Judges 2, 22 and 23, you don't have to read it right now, but this this is what he, he says this. He says this. Well, watch this because it's important. He says the reason the reason why God left the nations in the promised land. This is why he left. He left the he left the nations. That's the enemy. In the promised land. And he didn't drive them out. And it's for two reasons. The first one was to test the Israel to test Israel to see whether they would be obey God or not. I'm going to leave them right there. I'm going to leave that thing right there in your life. To see if you will obey God or not or not. It's in Judges. I told you, nothing what you're going through exists outside of the word of God. But you keep going everywhere else instead of to the word. This is, so, this is your life right now. I'm going to leave the nations in the land for two reasons. One, to test you to see whether you'll be obedient or not. And the second reason was to teach them 
to fight with your giving up self. Mm-mm. Can I get a drink? All right, I'm going to give me a drink. Two reasons. I'm going to leave that thing in your life. I'm going to leave that circumstance in your life. Because I want to see if you're going to be obedient to me. Then I'm going to leave it twofold because now you need to learn how to fight. He could have drove them out. Mm. No, y'all don't know. He said his ways are not like our ways. And then a lot of y'all praying the wrong prayer. See, you miss it. Everything works for your good. If you love him and you know his love for you. Oh, yep. And to love him, you must obey. Minister T said, I told you love is the whole issue for everything. It's the answer for everything. It's good, ain't it? I know that's right. Amen. Watch this. I believe God allows certain things to linger in our lives for the same reason. So if you have a sickness, are you going to lose your Christianity? Mm. Uh Uh-oh. When you have this temptation, mm -hmm, are you going to lose who you are in Jesus? You know when you had that temptation. <laughs> you can read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to lose it? When you had that temptation, ministers. That's everybody, saints. Look at your life. Mm-mm. When you have that temptation, are you going to lose who you are in Christ. Mm, mm, mm. We're going to stay right there for a minute. <laughs> that second one <laughs> is to teach them how to fight. See, this is happens right here, teacher. See, their ancestors knew how to fight for the promised land. But the children, they grew up with, the, uh, uh, with things just handed over to them. Mm-hmm. They just grew up with things handed over to them. And God said, I want to, listen, God said, I want each generation. That's why when we read that thing, he said, from this time on, he said, hey, I want each generation. I want each generation to know how to fight. See, in this country, people, people are, 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 in other countries, should I say, in other countries, people are dying. Right? People, people are, they're dying for what we've been handed over. We, we can come and, and cry Jesus in the middle of the street and, and ain't got to worry about somebody killing you. You ain't got to worry. Yeah, teacher said you don't have to worry about them crying Jesus because they're not going to cry Jesus. (laughs) 
But the point of it is, in this country, you have a right to assemble together. But other countries don't. It's been handed to us. And what do we do with it? How much abuse do we do? We come when we want to come. We give what we want to give. We love who we want to love. Oh, y'all messing. Okay. All right. Hold on. Let me finish this out. We, we can preach what we want. We can praise. We can gather. We can worship or not. You can preach the gospel. And we take for granted that we'll always be this way. You haven't read your word. We, we take it for granted it's going to always be this way. You haven't, you, haven't, you haven't been reading your word. Because if that other administration had gotten to office, y'all don't see the setup. The church is blind. Okay. I didn't say that. The word said that. Go in the book of Revelation. You'll see it. They ought to see it. You'll see where we are. Okay, here we go. Let me see. I mean, yeah. Okay, here we go. I got to move it on. Okay, we got it. Y'all ready? Let's continue. Let's do this thing. I need y'all to stay awake. This is going to be your life. All right. Okay, here we go. Let me see here. And sometimes God will allow... Oh, 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 oh. Here we go. Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, I said we take for granted that it would always be that way, right? Yes. All right. Not so, people. God will cause every generation to learn how to fight. Y'all missed it. He will cause every generation to learn how to That's not our fight that we can't meet, but it's going to be another fight. It's going to be another thing. That's going to cause us to fight. Okay. Yeah, we can meet, so, but, but that's not our fight. Mm-mm. But he's going to, what is it? What is it for this generation? Mm. That he's going to teach us how to fight. It said through all the generations, John the Baptist to the present time. Okay. All right. Hold on. And sometimes God, amen, and sometimes God would allow a demon to come into your life to teach you how to pray. Mm-hmm. The enemy can only have access to you if God allow it. Have you considered my servant Job? He allowed him. And I told you when Satan asked, his ass is with success because it's illegal. So if you're not, if you don't have the door closed, he can legally come in. If you're not sinning, you're not forgiven, he can legally enter in. Okay. The whole heaven is a court scene. No, I'm still one. I'm still on one. I'm still on one. I'm still on one. Here we go. And God will cause every generation to learn how to fight. Okay? And sometimes God would allow a demon to come in certain areas of your life to teach you how to pray. 
Or, uh-oh, this is the one we don't want. Or teach us how to operate in deliverance. Y'all scared of demons. Teacher. Mm-mm-mm. That's right. Listen, he's teaching you. And I said, listen to what I said. He will allow it to teach you how to pray. He'll teach you about deliverance. He's going to teach you how to stand in the promises of God. That's what he's trying to do. Do you hear that, ministers? He's trying to teach you how to stand in the promises of God without killing each other. Oh, all right. This intercessory prayer, this one, he's going to be mad on this one. Now listen to this. Now check this one out. He want to teach you how to stand in the promises of God. He may even teach you how to fast. Mm-hmm. He may teach some of us how to intercede. Some of us, and I hope all of us, he'll teach us how to uh, put our face in our knees on the ground. Mm-hmm. And truly, and truly seek the face of God. God is saying, I want to teach you how to fight. Now to get a divorce. See, I'm just, y'all, mm-mm, 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 Did I hit a spot? Good. Because he's trying to teach you something. I'm going to do it. I can do it. I got stretch pants on tonight. Do my BTW. All right. <laughs> here we go. You got to have some laughter. You got to have some fun. We, we're here for a while. You got to crack some jokes. All right. Praise God. Now listen to this. But to teach you how to fight, I got to leave a few things lingering. I got to leave a few things lingering around, teacher. See, this is how you don't understand. So if you struggle with, like, homosexuality, guess what he going to bring in front of you? Face to face. Guess what he going to bring? I got to leave a few things lingering. I want to ask, how hard can I hit you? Why? You keep running when why? Okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Mm-mm. He said, I'm trying to teach you how to fight. Not give in. Mm-hmm. Sit you at the table right across. I'm going to teach you how to fight. I'm going to leave that right there for a minute. I'm going to leave it right there on the table. I'm going to let it hang around for a little while. And you can pick and you can put whatever vice that is with you. If you can't stop looking at women, he's going to bring every woman in front of your sight. If you, if you can't stop lying, he's going to bring every situation that you can lie. 
Gossip. It, there you go. Laziness. I bring a spirit of slumber. Okay. I told you this teaching will change your life. I told you this teaching will change your life right here. Okay, hold on. Listen to this. I'm trying to teach you how to fight. I'm trying to teach. I'm trying to teach you how to fight. I'm trying to teach you how to fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. There are still schemes and plans and weapons that are still active in the world today that God is not going to remove. In fact, <laughs> in fact, he will release a decree to empower us to resist. I got a question. Have you been asking God to remove something? Listen, hold on. Have you been asking God to remove something that he assigned to you to resist? I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. Have you been asking God to remove something that he assigned to you to resist? Mm. Is that right? Okay. And he has empowered us to overcome. I need a husband and wives looking at this. I need the single people to listen to this. Mm -hmm. He put something there. He'll put something right, dangle it right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And it's designed for you to resist. Right here. It's designed for you to resist. Sam, what's the thing that he's applied to your life for you to resist? See, you absolutely know what it is. There's no way you can say you don't know. And if that's it, that's it. Mm. Y'all got that? Listen to this. Listen, I got to move on. Not everything is up to God. The church has been assigned to equip the Christians. Not to just depend on the pastor and the teacher or the prayers of someone else at the altar. This is what some people say. I don't get fed at church. Hold on, teacher. Only person in a house who doesn't get fed is a baby. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a baby. Because the baby can't feed itself. A mature person knows what a refrigerator is. And knows what's in it. Okay. To me, can't go 
Tamim can't go in there. My grandson can't go in there. He can't feed himself. All right. This is kind of a little side note. I want to break this in here. I want to break this in in case some people plan on leaving. You got to answer that spirit. That's it. <laughs> this is for some people planning leaving. Just let me finish. Mm, okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, I don't get fed at church. People say that all the time. Only person in the house said that is a baby because the baby can't feed itself. And mature person knows where the refrigerator is and knows what's in it. If you leave, walk a ministry. Because you don't get fed. <laughs> You're just a baby. Okay. Who leaves when the food is good and easy to have access to? Who detaches from that? Who detached from that kind of flow? But you have attrition in church. But you have attrition. Okay, now listen to this. Listen to this. I just got to, you know, just for a later thought in case you have this thought. Okay. I said, who leaves that when it's easy access? This is the problem. Your primary reason for coming together or coming here is not just to be fed. It's to serve one another so you come in just to get fed that's the wrong reason you're supposed to come here to serve one another uh, I'm trying to bring some balance in that I know it seemed like it going off but it come back okay all right I like to do that okay and then you know I'm in you you know we got we got like a hundred or so uh, you know appetizers and teachings on our menu you can feed you sure can you can feed from the soundcloud from the app you can get a continuous feeding so it's no excuse there's no excuse no excuse no excuse for you not growing no excuse for you not growing except you choose show is free show is free okay hold on okay hold on here we go. let me get back here <laughs> So during the week, y'all know, y'all can, can eat pretty good. You know how to have the choice of the day. Y'all can have the prime choice. You can pick two. You can pick two items if you want. We serving the day two items. All right. Okay. Esther, listen to this. I'm going to hurry up. Esther was empowered. Listen. Esther was to empower the Jews to fight. The assignment of the church is not to create baby Christians. It's, it is created, it's to create strong, mature warriors. That's the purpose. It's to create strong, mature warriors who will fight the good fight of faith. Y'all fighting the wrong fight. You shouldn't be fighting no anxiety or fear. He already told you, perfect love cast out fear. Okay. Watch this. 
Can y'all do something? Somebody say fight back. Fight back. Now that's the response. All right. All right. So now you can do it. I mean, how can a full grown up person live off of a baby formula for 20 years? You can. You can. Okay. Number two, that is all I'm going to have a chance to get to, is a resilient mind. Oh, here we go. I got to do this one. Try not to get no interruptions. Okay. A resilient mind. A resilient mind is like your immune system. A resilient mind fights foreign invaders and microorganisms on its own. Your immune system is under attack 24 hours a day. Even while you're awake and while you're asleep. Okay. Okay. You can be in a room, like right now. We can be in a room and the flu bug, the, the flu bug is in here. Right? I know we come for healing, but it could be in here. And it has been. Now listen to this. It could be in this room with the flu blood. Bug. <laughs> the flu blood. The flu blood. Okay. It's hard up here. All right. It could be present in the atmosphere, right? And some people will get sick. And some don't. Hold on. Some people will get sick and some people won't. It's because some people's immune systems are weak. You don't get sick because your immune system is, is high or strong. You get sick because your immune system is low. This is why you need to constantly boost or being told to boost your immune system. What helps to boost your immune system in the natural? Washing your hands, food that you eat. Vitamins that you take, sleep that you get, right? Your immune system fights for you. Right? It's supposed to. But sometimes when you got this awesome call in your life, it'll turn itself on you. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. Autoimmune system. Go ahead. Okay. That's what T had. Right, right. Oh, y'all quick. Raise your hand, T. Raise your hand, T. All right. What you had. All right. So watch this. Here we go. I'm going to bring this down now to the, the good thing. Sin. Two people can be involved in the same sin or incident, and one person can get a demon, so to say. And the other person can walk a or walk out and not get the demon from get a demon from that situation. Just listen. Why? Why is that? Because the spiritual world, teacher, is heavenly limited in response to your mental state. Watch this. Wait a minute, teacher. Watch this. Because the spiritual world is heavily limited in its response to the mental state. 
This is why teacher is, see, she's so adamant about knowing what's your mental state. And a lot of you don't want to be, you don't want to be confronted with your mental state. But it has to be. You can be intelligent. You can be smart. You still got a mental state that's not quite. Hold on. We're going to find out. Can I help y'all? See, the Bible said, know yourself. Okay, hold on. Teaches adamant about a person's mental state. And again, you should be too. Watch this. Even a non-Christian, non-follower of Jesus, Yeshua, who grows up in a healthy family environment, whose self-esteem built, is built from a good foundation from the childhood with healthy emotional experiences. They will touch that same sin and the devil cannot get in there because he respects the wall of someone's will. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Have I lost anybody? Have I lost anybody? Oh, this one you got to go. You got to replay this one back. You got to hear him get this one up. Now listen to this. Y'all want me to say that one more time? Okay. I said, watch this. A non-Christian, non-follower of Jesus, who grew up in a healthy home environment, whose self-esteem was built on a good foundation from a childhood, with healthy emotional experience, they will touch that same sin and the devil cannot get there, cannot get there because of because he respects the wall of someone's will. Mm. Now, on the other, the other person can claim to be Jesus in the earth. Speaking in tongues, Holy Ghost field. Prophesying, lying all over the place. But because the inner world is broken. Or the inner mind of the inner world, the inner person, the inner is broken. Listen to this. I'm going to help you on this some of y'all. Because the inner person, the inner mind, the inner world is broken. Their mind is, is broken. Their mind is twisted. And it's not resilient. It don't come back quick. It don't recover quick. Remember I told you resilient meant that. So listen to this. That person who claims to be to know Jesus, but because the inner world is broken, their mind is twisted, it, and it's not resilient, it's broken, the devil can easily come inside. That's right. The mindset. Y'all missed it. That Christian. See, this is why you have to be born again. This is why you're still living a defeated life. Because that inner person, you know, that one that's easily offended. Unwilling to change their mind. 
easy access now. Your will. He, he knows he can tamper with it because you're emotional. Stop giving him, stop feeding him your emotions. See, and I, and I, and I, and I know this is to be true because when, when I was married before and my wife messed around on me and, and I forgave her because of my foundation, how I was raised, my environment. And for seven years, I never mentioned it. Y'all, soon as somebody say something to you, filled with the Holy Ghost, you easily offended. Hold a grudge. I know this statement to be true. I lived it. Husband and wives, what the heck is wrong? See? Something's broken inwardly. And now he has easy access to you. Now your will that's supposed to be for Christ can't be found. It's the same way with sickness. Somewhere your immune system has been compromised, hacked. Bacteria and viruses only respect a strong immune system. The spirit world don't care about your spirituality. It only cares about the state of your mind. It don't care about you speaking in tongues. It don't care about you coming to church. It don't care about that. It cares about how you think. as a man thinketh, so is he. I love it, right? It shows you don't. Okay. Listen to this. Watch this. I got to show y'all this. This is, yep, this is the last thing. Be right here. Minister, did y'all hear that the spiritual world don't care about nothing about your spirituality? How long you been in church? It cares about your mindset. Go to Matthew 13, 58, amplified. End of here. It only going to get better. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 58. And he did not do many works of power there because of their unbelief, their lack of faith, in the divine mission of Jesus. And he did not do many works of power there because what? Their unbelief, their lack of faith in the divine mission of Jesus. He could not, not will not, He could not. The minds of the people had limited. The minds of the people, he's all merciful. He's all powerful. 
but the minds of the people limited his power. They were saying, he's not God. (laughs) The people had made up their minds. I told you, God is unlimited in power and grace. So if your mind can limit the almighty God, your mind can limit the almighty God. How much more, Yolanda, can you limit the enemy? How much more can you limit the enemy? How you think. God, oh, teacher. This is, if the mind, if your mind can stop saying that God is real, And he could do no miracle. He couldn't. He, he could, but he couldn't. He wasn't. So in your life. So in your life. He can't stop me from what? Sinning? I give you choice. I told you it was designed to make choices. Teacher. I'm done, but I'm just saying. Your resilient mind, listen to this, fights the things like your immune system. A resilient mind fights just like your immune system. Your immune system is on, is on automatic. A resilient mind operates just like your immune system. That mind fights for you. When I didn't even pray. When the enemy comes. Because I have a resilient mind. It, and I told you resilient. It is able... To withstand or recover quickly from difficult situations. I know y'all saw Terminator. As soon as the bullet hit the the silver thing, it it, it replenished and went right back and healed itself. Quickly. Automatically. It was built in. That's how you think. You have a resilient mind. To fight for you when you're not even thinking. <laughs> the enemy is always there. This is why he, when it comes to praise, worship, and study, your acts of kindness, your love, your prayer life, your meditation, and the reading of the word, and how we treat each other, that's building your immune system. I'm done. That builds your immune system. Man, teacher. Uh, I don't have nothing else. But you still got two more. I know I got three more I got to give you. That's it. All right, I guess teacher's not, I don't know. Don't be just 
Now, we done been through this before. Now, we done been through this. It's 8.30 on the nose. We done been through this. They need clarity. I guess it's my turn to get her when we get home. Because she always get me. Every week, it's both of us. Every week. Every week, we fight like this. This is a good fight, though. I can't lose over me. I mean, it's, it's good. I win still. Hey, teacher. I'll pass it. Every two. When you're, when you're born again, it's a challenge not to obey. No. It's a challenge for me not to obey. I have to fight hard not to obey. It's not easy. Even though We've been here for a, a couple of hours, and I, I know that some of us are we're ready to go. And I know the mindset, and as a teacher, that's why and it's not out of disobedience of me, uh, not willing to come up and to bring clarity. It's just what I know as a teacher. So I struggle between that and the request from pastor, so I have to give in because it's a struggle for me not to obey. This is a teachable moment. That's real when I'm sitting there. I, that, that's really real. I do not want to get up, not because I don't want to get up. It's because of the mindset of the people of God is that when they've had enough. And I don't believe in wasting time but I know there's there's a few of us that you want more and um, as I was sitting uh, as I was sitting there and all what pastor was teaching and I'm saying a lot of it was going over your head and then it was something that you understood and then it was a part to where you just couldn't grasp reality of it, which means it didn't become a part of you. You, you didn't take ownership of it. Um, and when pastor called your name out is to, he's not just calling your name out. It's that God would think of you, personally of you, he would speak directly into you. But then also to the body, because you're the body. So when you speak to one, you're speaking to all. But at that particular time, there's something in that individual where he calls out your name. And that's God calling out your name. Because for so long, you have not heard him. And for so long, you haven't responded to him. So he calls out your name. He's calling you out from where you've been so long. But anyway, I wasn't trying to go there. Where I'm going is decree. When um, 
the word of God, Pastor, saying how God has empowered us, right? He's empowered us to win. And we're like, okay, yeah. What's your name, beautiful? Natasha. I know this right, Frida. <laughs> You're beautiful too, Natasha. And it's something I'll say. When I'm, I wasn't looking to my right, but God wants to ensure that when you leave tonight, that there's something that was spoken, whether you understood it or not, because you came to learn to hear. You came because you had a need. And there's no one that who comes in the presence of God and you don't get what you need. So whatever you came for tonight that you need, you already have it because you obey and you came. Because he called you out. Oh, see, now I just uh, decree. Can't help but teach when he get me up here now. Look at me. Uh, he's given us all power for every situation. And we hear and we say, yeah, that's good. But it's not a reality because of your situation. And your circumstance or your situation is the reality. But not that God has empowered you. So the word, see, Holy Spirit just give you a word to sum up the whole message. Because normally you're in a relationship and there's normally that one word that he or she said and that just captured your heart. It wasn't everything. It was just a few words that was spoken that you conceived in your heart and it developed a relationship. That's what God's trying to do with us tonight, is renew our relationship. Um, Pastor, you definitely, you know, you're in the vein. Uh, again, because T worked with me, <laughs> so we're always together. Is um, And again, because we take, like, our breaks that we take, our 15-minute break is that we break for Christ. So when we break, <laughs> we break. And um, we were talking about just the reality of relationship of people, and also when we had our lunch, our late lunch, where we was at Panera Bread. This is after we did the fast, stopped at Panera Bread before we got here. Uh, and we were saying uh, someone we were interested in praying for, and who, when T laid down her life, because she's laid down her life, now this young lady, because T's been mentoring her, is that she see and know a change, and she needs more, but she doesn't know she needs more. Because she, what she's going to have to do is the same thing that T did. She's going to lay down her whole life. She's a Christian, too. Whole point is, until we lay down our life, you won't experience the power that God has delegated to you. So this is why it's not impactful when you hear God has empowered you to get you out of every situation. And this is why it's like, yeah, yes. Fight and fight again. Yeah, but what would that look like? So we were talking about, so after we prayed for the young lady, a scripture came to mind. And 2 Timothy 2.4. And it says, because I was telling her, 
for me, the word comes, and then a particular scripture and chapter, it comes after the fact. Because when someone's talking to you, they don't quote themselves. Do you hear me, Ryan? You know, they just talk to you. And then the scripture, then you remember where it came from. So he said, as I was listening to T in the conversation she was having with her friend, is that we're not to be entangled with civilians affairs. <laughs> so, so actually, she began, she actually um, texted to her. What happened is that we get all in our emotion with people and it pulls you or your situation and it pulls you into earthly affairs. He says, don't get entangled with it. See, once you get entangled with your situation, your circumstance, it has you. It's just like a, a python that wraps around you and, and constricts you. You can't breathe, and this is where this is where anxiety does come from. And fear, because what? I can't breathe. Because you're entangled with civilian affairs. He said, you, you, are, you now are heavenly bound, not earthly bound. So we, when we, we finished talking about the word, and we both pulled our chair back at the same time and stood up and looked at each other, this is all in Panera Bread. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, I said, we are ready to take over. I said, do you see and feel? It felt like we were ready to conquer. And we were looking at the picture that Pastor photobombed the other day. And she said, we look like warriors. So this was said today. But this is when you are, God is your focus. You can't get entangled with civilians affairs because he is your mission. But this is what's happening with us. It's that we're too entangled with our own thoughts, other people's thoughts. So decree. He's made or he has fixed and ordained his ordained will, which is his decree. God has fixed his ordained will that you always come out on top. It is, see, it is a decree. It is a supernatural, official, authentic <laughs> decree. See, you believe when you get married, because a marriage is a decree. It's official. It has backing. It's legal. See, but you don't realize the ordained will of God is the decree that he spoke over you. He's already has spoken his will over your life. That is the decree. But you can step out of it. It still doesn't stop what he had already decreed. 
is holy. There is no law against the will of God except the will of man. Says, Lord, what is really going on with us as Christians? You all can stand up. Because I want you to understand what this power, he says, I've already given to you everything that you need. He said, before I called you, I called you blessed. Which means, I've already empowered you to be victorious. This is not cliche. But you won't, you won't realize until you're really in a situation and you respond like a believer. The more I responded like a believer in my prior toxic marriage, abusive physically, emotionally, financially, the more I responded with the ordained will of God, the more I grew, the more I broke off the power of the enemy that was trying to penetrate my mind and to be a distraction from my call. See, what's happening is that the situation you're in, whether your spouse or your job or whoever, your finances, is trying to be a distraction from your call. I said, Lord God, I know you called me, and nothing and no one is going to interfere with my call. But I had to stand. Yes, yes, you were, <laughs> and you are. Is that whether the person do what they're supposed to do or not, I'm obligated. I'm obligated to be the example. You're obligated to be the example. The question is, when will you start? When will you start? So that someone else can truly be saved. I'm not talking about a false conversion. I'm talking about someone that will, they truly love their spouse. They truly care. They're truly kind. They truly love their children the way that God has ordained it. Not in your love, but in God's love. When are you going to be that Christian? That can suffer for the kingdom's sake. Not because of some decisions that you made that were poor choices. That's the question. When are you going to be that one that stepped out from among them all? Jesus loved his family. But he had to step out so that you and I could have the opportunity for salvation. And we're talking about true salvation. I, I ended with this year. My first cousin passed yesterday at 6 p.m. And then the natural thing is to say and feel is sad. But I, I have been sharing with Pastor and, and Minister B and a lot of other people about Life. I said, this life is not life. 
I said, and this life is getting very unfamiliar to me. Oh, no, y'all don't hear me. See, because you're stuck on your situation. This is why you're so worried and, and so upset and frustrated. And what you want. If it is of God, it will come to pass. If it's not, it will come to not. Lay it to the side. Whatever it is, whatever you prayed, whatever you believe, and go on about God's business. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you, Lord God, that your word is an, a weapon in our mouth. We can change lives, Father, starting with our own. Change our own mindset, our will, and ways of doing things, Father. We, we thank you for your engrafted word. We thank you, Lord God, that our hearts of the people tonight was a pliable, that the soul of their hearts were able to receive the engrafted word. We thank you, Lord God, the minds of the people were not invaded by the enemy tonight. We come against his future whispers and his future demise for the lives of the believer. We glorify you, Lord God, here tonight. We thank you for the great intercession that was Sent up to your nostril. We thank you, Lord God, for the lives of the people of God who truly want to serve in your kingdom. We ask that the people who say that they are followers of Christ, that they decide in this moment to lay down their whole life and forsake all and pursue as if a storm to the kingdom of God. We glorify you here tonight, Father. We lift up your name. We thank you, Lord God, because you are the God of salvation. You are deliverance. You are healing. You are our source, Father. You are all power. You are all wisdom, insight, for you are God. So we thank you that our life has already been finished completed because you are the author and the finisher of our faith we take no concern about this earthly life we no longer walk in conflict of the earthly life and the spiritual life but we are true soldiers in the kingdom of God and we will not be entangled with severe affairs We'll stay true to the mission for which we've been enlisted to. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and we go in peace and we say amen.